This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We get so focused on learning that we just consume and consume and consume and consume. And then it's like, what did I do for the past month? I've literally been watching webinars and YouTube videos all month and not executing. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Before we hop into the episode, I'll get all of the disclaimers and kind of housekeeping stuff out of the way. So this is the week before Thanksgiving in the US, which is wild to me. I still remember recording my 2018 recap episode like it was yesterday. So this year has just flown by, but it's been mostly good. So anyway, getting off on a tangent already, let me scale back. So (laughs) the point of me saying that is I'm not sure if I'm going to upload an episode next week. I think I will. I think I'll just do a mini coffee break episode, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that there will be a shorter episode than normal next week because it's Black Friday. Most of us will be spending time with family or out shopping and all that good stuff. But because of that, I want to make sure to add a little programming note in today and let you know every single year I do a Black Friday sale of some sort for my courses and things like that. So I definitely will be doing one again this year. So best way to get notified about that sale that's going to be going on for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, it'll probably go that whole weekend, is to get on my email list. I think this year that sale is going to be an email only sale. Full disclosure, this is going to be the best sale that I've ever given. So I kind of want to be a little bit quiet about it and just offer it to my email list. So a couple of ways that you can join my email list. Number one, you can join my Facebook group. I'll put it up on the screen here on YouTube. This is a YouTube episode, by the way, for the listeners out there. So you can watch on YouTube if you'd prefer to. Uh, Yeah, you can join my Facebook group and it's going to ask you for your email. You can enter it in there or you can download my free 10 step social media management starter kit. You can get that. I'll link it in the show notes or in the description box, or you can just type it into your browser right now. It's bit.ly slash SMM starter kit. That's bit.ly slash SMM starter kit. And yeah, entering any of those portals will get you on my email list. And I will be sure to send you guys all an email when the Black Friday sale has been announced. So there's the programming note of the day. With that said, I want to hop into the episode. I have a bunch of notes sitting right here. So if you see me looking down, that's what I'm looking at. I've been getting a ton of questions lately about my coaching program and how I set that up. So let's hop into how to structure and sell a coaching program. So the first thing that I want to bring up here before we talk about anything else is if you're going to become a coach, if you're going to sell a coaching program, you really need to understand coaching. Ideally, you will need to have experienced coaching. I think that this is a really important step that a lot of people skip. And this is really where I started. I never saw myself doing coaching. 
until I had my own coach, until I started working with people, until I started really exploring that industry from a consumer side. And I think that's important. I'm not going to say I think it's necessary because I don't know. I'm, sh- I, you know, I know coaches who've never had a coach or who've, ne- you know, course creators who've never taken a course. But for me, that's always where it started. And I think it's really important to put yourself in your potential client's shoes because, I sell so much better because I have been there. You know, I still, I still work with coaches for things and I know what it feels like. I get on those calls, those sales calls where they're pushy to me. They're telling me to take out additional lines of credit. They're, you know, telling me to like, just do silly things with my money. They're being, they're basically harassing me. I've been in those email sequences where I'm getting like five emails a day. I know what that feels like. And for me, Hey, maybe that works. Maybe that resonates with some people. I I have no doubt that those people are selling and good for them. But for me, that's not what resonates with me. And that's not how I coach. And so that's why I don't coach that way, you know, because that doesn't resonate with me. I create a coaching package for people who, um, you know, I don't want to say are are just like me, but who identify with my style of coaching and training. And so I think it is really important to learn what you don't like, learn what you do like, learn what those pain points are, understand what questions go through your head when you're thinking about an investment that's a couple thousand dollars, uh, you know, all of that. I think it's really important. So that's number one. I, I always say this, and I'm not saying this as a sales, like a talking point, but I really do wish I would have gotten a coach sooner. I really wish I would have invested in my, you know, in my first course sooner because it really does help to have not, not just does it help having a coach, but it also helps you build your own programs better. So I think that's, that's number one. Uh, I also, invested in courses on coaching and certification. So I am a certified coach now, which is great. And I think that really helped me because I had a bit of imposter syndrome. I think I remember talking to one of my friends, I think it was like a couple years ago. And it was before I'd really taken my first official coaching client. I had been doing like one-off calls here and there, but I hadn't worked with anyone long-term yet. And I was talking to her and I was like, you know what, that's something that I feel really called to do, but I just, I don't know if I'm qualified to do that. Like, I don't know how to coach. I don't know. Like I just kind of talk off the top of my head and, and hope that it helps people. And that was definitely the imposter syndrome talking there. But I do think that getting a certification can help you one, it acts as social proof. So when people come to me and they say, Oh, what experience do you have? Why should I hire you as my coach? Uh, one, it definitely is about the connection Two, I think it's definitely about your experience in the field. I help people build businesses with a specialty in social media management businesses, which I've done both successfully. And three, I think those certifications, your education, that kind of stuff can also serve as social proof and can sometimes push people over the edge. When I say, oh, well, I am a certified coach, you know, it helps. So one, number one, understand coaching, get a feel for it, hire your own coach, get a certification, at least do research. Like even if you don't feel like you can hire your own coach or like you don't want to, at least, you know, hop on those webinars, click on those Facebook ads, get a feel for what's going on in the industry and don't copy. I actually feel like I've done a lot of the opposite. (laughs) Like I said, I've gotten on a lot of calls where I am being pushed and pushed and pushed and it's just not working for me. And so I actually go the other way and I, I change things differently. Uh, So anyway, that's my first tip. Uh, Second tip is to determine your offer. So there's a lot of things that go into this. Um, You know, I I really love one-on-one coaching. I did, 
I'm, I'm in one mastermind, hosting one mastermind right now. And I did one earlier in the summer, fall, I guess, fall. And I really like those as well. I think they were, they've been really valuable. They're really fun. Uh, but I, up until this point, have always specialized in one-on-one coaching. And I think you need to, there are, I think there are two different types of coaches. I think there are types of coaches that really thrive in one or the other. Now, again, I'm not saying that you can't do both or you can't offer both, but you definitely don't want to try to be everything, at least at first. So if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking about offering a coaching package of some sort, you don't want to offer one-on-one and masterminds and, you know, small groups and big groups and like in person, like you, you probably don't want to offer it all. Maybe, I don't know. For me personally, I want to just start slow and get good at one thing before kind of taking on more than I can chew personally. So I, I kind of knew that I would be a one-on-one person just because I had been doing those sort of consulting calls for a while. So that's how I first started. I just offered this, I think there were $97 for a one hour call with me. And basically those were an offshoot of the YouTube channel, of the podcast, um, of my course, that kind of thing. So I just offered those if people had questions that they essentially wanted to pick my brain on. And that helped give me a good understanding of what questions people were having and what people were going to be coming to for if I developed a longer program. It also helped me just learn how to talk to people better one-on-one. Uh, you know, in in this setting. And yeah, so I kind of had a feeling that I would be good at one-on-one. So that's what I offered first. It also is a little bit less pressure to sell a one-on-one package. I'll be honest with you, selling for group coaching was very, very, very stressful. And the ROI on it, like when compared with the hours that I spent was low, actually lower. Now, I don't think my, I priced my group coaching program high enough. That's a whole other like conversation. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of every single thing in this short episode. But for me, selling a group coaching program was extremely stressful because you want to make sure that the vibe is right. You know, you want to make sure you have a good mix of different kinds of people, introverts and extroverts and people who like to talk a lot and people who maybe don't talk so much. And You also want to make sure that more than one person registers because what happens if one person registers for a group coaching program? Luckily, I didn't have that problem, but it's still this balancing act and it's very, very stressful for me. Whereas with a one-on-one, you're not letting anybody else down if only one person registers, only maybe yourself. So determine which type of coaching package you want to offer. Uh, You also need to determine who your target is. Is. Who do you want to coach? Are you going to be a coach for nonprofits and teach them how to run their own social media? Are you going to be a coach for, you know, um, I don't know, recruiters and teach them how to hire using social media? Are you going to be a coach for personal brands looking to grow and scale their business? I, I focus on working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, freelancers, but even deeper than that, you know, you really need to nail it down even further. So for example, I typically work with freelancers who are kind of in the early to middle stages of their business. I don't work with agency owners who have huge, huge teams because that's not something that I have. And that's, you know, that's not something that I can really coach to. Now I can help that person if they want to take my course or if they want to watch my YouTube videos. I know that agency owners with big staffs do. I've heard from them, but I personally don't feel like I'm going to be a great fit for them as a one-on-one coach. So I focus my marketing, my messaging on freelancers and small business owners who are kind of in that beginning to middle stage of their business. Maybe they've been in business for four years or, or, or less. Uh, 
So that's what I focus on. You have to define a target, just like for any type of marketing, you can't be everything to everybody. You've gotta be like everything to somebody. So when people come across my channel and they are a freelance social media manager, or they're, you know, they have one client on the side of their nine to five job and they come across my YouTube videos, they're like, yes, this is for me because she has done that. She has, you know, broken through to do what I want to do, which was leaving, you know, running her freelance business full time as a social media manager, you want that feeling. You don't want somebody who's like, oh yeah, I guess she kind of understands where I'm coming from. Or like, yeah, like she's sort of doing what I want to do. You know, you really want to be everything to somebody, (laughs) not everything, not something to everybody. That's the actual statement. You don't want to be something to everybody. You want to be everything to somebody. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. So determine your target. Um, And then you also want to determine how it's structured and what they're going to get. So at the end of the day, people want to know what they want, what they're going to get out of this, right? You're not going to buy something just to hang out with me for a few hours a month. Like, I mean, no, that's not how it works. You want to know that you're going to get your business from here to here or that you're going to learn X, Y, Z, whatever it is. So determine what that is. Now, how I structure my coaching programs, I do a three-month program. The reason that I decided on three months is because I just feel like that's a good amount of time to see a change. I think that one month is like not enough because uh, that's two meetings or four meetings if you're going to do every single week. We'll talk about that in a second. But that's like I mean, that's just getting to know each other, really. Uh, I also didn't want to do too, too long because I I was worried that people would be scared to commit to that long. So maybe eventually I will do something that's a little bit more long term. But for now, three months is kind of a comfortable medium. And that's what I decided to do. Now, I decided to do it every other week. So with my three-month coaching program, folks get six calls total. So we meet every other week. On the off weeks, I I encourage them to work on something. So I I hesitate to call it homework because I don't want to feel like I'm telling them what to do, you know, but I basically say, hey, work on this worksheet or, you know, your sales page needs some rewriting or work on these PDFs or work on your course or like whatever it is. And then next week we can come back together and talk about what you worked on and, and whatever else we have on the agenda. So that's how I structure it. The reason, like I said, that I do every other week is because I think it's important to not get caught up in all of of the woo-woo, if you will. Like I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of this. I think we're all guilty of this. Maybe not all, but a lot of us are guilty of this where we get so focused on learning that we just consume and consume and consume and consume. And then it's like, what did I do for the past month? I've literally been watching webinars and YouTube videos all month and not executing. And so I think kind of that hybrid program of we're meeting one week and then you're doing something, it holds them accountable to actually work on something as opposed to just working with me every single week. And that's kind of the agenda item. Like that shouldn't be the full execution. I'm just helping you, but you still have to do stuff on your own. And I think it's really good because like I said, a lot of the people that I work with tend to, it's kind of half and half, like half of my clients are full-time in their business. Half of them are kind of uh, still full-time at their day job and this is their side hustle. So they don't have a lot of time. So I don't want them to commit to an hour every single week 
plus doing work on their business. That's too much. They work, they're working on limited time. Some of them have children and families and things like that. So you got to determine what the structure of your program is going to be and what's going to be right for you and for your clients. If I was working with, uh, you know, a, a company, like I said, like working with a, a nonprofit or working with recruiters or working with whoever it was and going into their office, the structure would be different. They would be working at their nine to fives. Maybe I would want to do every week. So anyway, that's that. Uh, I also developed a workbook. So I actually developed this workbook for my group coaching program, but I use it in my one-on-one coaching now program now as well. Actually, I can show it to you on YouTube, but it's a, oh gosh, it's going to mess up the focus actually in the white balance. So I'll just show a clip. I'll I'll do some B-roll, but it's just a, a workbook with a bunch of different worksheets in here. That's what a workbook is. And essentially it goes through a lot of the things that I encountered my one-on-one clients were struggling with, were having questions with, and that I was kind of creating these custom worksheets for them. And so I turned it into one packet. So I give this to all my coaching clients now and some of the stuff we they need, some of it they don't. They Some of them also need external support. So I find that I refer people to HubSpot's resources a lot. They just have amazing digital marketing resources and just like anywhere all over the web. So this isn't like confined to this workbook, but it's a good starting point. So you know the types of things that you can teach and that you can coach on. And then, you know, we just kind of go from there uh, on anything else that they need. I got to speed this up because I wanted this to be a shorter episode and it's looking like it's going to be a little bit long warning. Okay. I don't want to spend too much time on this because honestly, I could talk about this forever, but you also want to determine your pricing. Now, I I think the key here, I've I've done a couple of episodes on pricing before, so I'm going to leave them in the show notes and in the description box on YouTube on pricing in general, because the strategy is really the same. The key here is to determine an objective. I mean, you got to get more out of it than you're putting in. That's the rule for anything that you create. My one-on-one three-month coaching program is $1,300. So, okay, that sounds like a decent amount, but if I do the numbers and I calculate how many I need or how many clients that I can realistically take on and that I want to take on and do the math to determine, you know, per year, that's, that's, that's essentially my starting point for how I price all of my services. So let's just say here, where's my phone? Let's just say here that I want to make $50,000 a year. Let's start out there. Divide that by $1,300. So that's 38 clients total. And then if you divide that by, so that's a three month program. So divide that by four, that means that I need to get nine coaching clients every quarter. So that's realistic to me. Um, but you know, that's just, that's what I recommend as a starting point. Now you're also going to want to do some research to determine like, am I out of this world? Am I super high? Am I super low? Because if you're super low, that's not good either. And I know that's a hard thing to say, because I know a lot of us are like, let's just, you know, when we're first starting, it's, it's really easy to just lowball. I am guilty of that. Do as I say, not as I do. I've had to correct my pricing so many times. And even my coaching program is a little low. The reason that you don't want to under undersell yourself is because it gives off the perspective that it must not be that good. You know, she doesn't know what she's doing. If she's only asking $500 for a program that lasts three months, then how is she sustaining herself? She's probably not. She probably doesn't have a successful business. So perception does matter. It, it does. And, but at the same time, you don't want to charge $10,000 for something that the average is 2000 or 3000 So 
research. Don't just copy, but research is important. Don't let it, you know, completely lead you, lead you, uh, in the wrong direction, but you do want to do a little bit of research and do market research as well. Like what is your ideal client like? Again, like I said, a lot of my ideal clients are very new in their business. And that is sometimes a tricky place to be because while I do agree that investing in your business and investing in a coach is one of the best things that you can do genuinely. It's one of the best things that I've ever done. It can be a hard sell when you're struggling with how do I pay my rent next month? Because I'm, I'm starting out as a new freelancer and that's a hard place to be. So I knew that I didn't want to be at the top of that average, at least as I'm starting out and uh, really learning the coaching business. Now I've been in business as a coach for like two years now. So I think it's about time where I could raise my prices, but that's kind of what I'll say for now on pricing. Now, here's what I really want to talk about with you guys today. I want to talk about the funnel process because Funnel is like the F word. It's like the dirty F word. I feel like everybody gets freaked out by it and thinks it's this really overly complicated thing. And I have finally established and built a funnel that is working for me and that is getting me uh, sales calls every single week that I am then turning around to convert at 20 to 30% every month. So it is filling up my pipeline. It's keeping me in business. uh, And I want to share that with you. If you watch my Instagram live, the other day, I did touch on a lot of these things. So some of it will be repeats, but yeah, I thought this would be helpful. So essentially what a funnel is, you got to understand where people are in the funnel. Um, you can Google a sales funnel. I'll put one up here on the screen uh, for my YouTube folks. But essentially what it is, is people start way up here. They don't even know your brand. They start at awareness. You know, they don't know who you are. And then they go all the way down to the tip where it is finally they're making a purchase. So you need to move them through that funnel. When you start out and make your first Instagram video or your first YouTube video or your first podcast or however it is that you're going to decide to market your business, they don't know who the heck you are. Like people are watching this right now and have never met me before. So they're in the awareness stage. So I need to engage them. I need to get them into my email list, get them to follow me and get them down to consideration and to these other stages of the funnel where they're getting to know me. They're getting to like me. It's the whole no like trust factor. I'm sure you've heard that before. People buy from people that they like and people want to trust you and like you before they're going to work with you, especially for something like coaching, because coaching is so personal. I'm working with you every other week. I'm sitting there on a video call with you, talking to you for an hour. Like, do you want to talk to somebody that you don't like? Do you want to talk to somebody that you think is just trying to scam you and upsell you for things that you don't need and isn't somebody that you can trust and tell, you know, deep I must have deep, dark secrets. That sounds weird. It's not like that. But like, you know, tell you about things that you're vulnerable about. Talk to you about their your income. Like, no, I want to be able to trust that person that they're not going to tell it to other people, that they're not going to use it against me, whatever. So establish a funnel. So first thing that, why am I like pointing with this Sharpie? Let me put this down. Uh, the first thing is to establish an offer. You guys probably, you know, download these all the time. If you're anything like me, get served these up on Facebook ads all the time, but establish some type of an offer that engages people and gets people into your email list. That's number one. So for me, what I decided to do is, and I mentioned at at the top of the episode is this starter kit. It's just a 10 step. It's basically like a little ebook. And I've also used my free course before I have a free course about kind of DIYing your social media strategy, but the ebook is working a lot better for me. And this is why 
So the ebook is all about how to become a social media manager and the 10, the 10 steps that I took essentially. It's valuable content. It took me like a whole day to put together. I think that it really does give people a good start. It doesn't give everything. Obviously you can't in, in 10 pages or whatever, but it's a good start for people who really are curious about this field and, and want to do this as a career. Now, the thing that makes it really great is that it is specifically targeted at people who are looking to join this field. Whereas my free course was all about doing your own social media strategy. So I was getting a lot of business owners downloading that and wanting to do their own social media. And then like, it's, it's a little bit harder to convert them into a coaching package because if they're looking for a free solution for their business, it's harder to kind of convert them. And so this simple PDF. I also think the PDF works really well because, you know, when I download these things, I like to be able to just look on my phone, just quickly uh, read through it, just determine if I want to take action, that kind of thing. Whereas the course is a little bit more bulky. You know, you have to really be in the mindset, sit down with your cup of coffee, whatever it is, ready to take this course. Not everybody who downloads a free guide or freebie really wants to do that. So I just created this in Canva doesn't have to be anything too fancy. And now what I do is I just make sure to mention that at the top of every YouTube video, in my description box, anywhere where people, where my, where my target audience is really going to be hanging out. So you can put it on your website. I actually probably should put it in a freebie section of my website. You can run Facebook ads for it. There's, you know, a million different places that you can advertise this some organic, some paid, whatever you want to, wherever you're able to get in front of your target audience. If you don't have a good community of your target audience built up, then you're probably going to run around some ads to really reach those ideal clients. For me, I had been cultivating this community on my podcast and on my YouTube channel and on Instagram to some degree of people who I knew were interested in that kind of thing and who I knew I would want to work with as their coach. So that's step one. So that gets them into the funnel. What I do then is I establish an automation using MailerLite. MailerLite is my favorite right now for automations because it is the most affordable. It's, I think, the most user-friendly, especially for people who aren't too familiar with email marketing. So essentially what they do, they download the guide, they get put into an email list. Then the email list sends them a deployment of, it gives them the uh, guide again in case they want to download it. At the bottom of the guide also is a call to action to set up a free call. Now, I knew that probably not a ton of people would convert based on that, but I figured I would just throw it in. And I've actually been pretty surprised by how many people read down to the end and did schedule a free call with me. So I wish I had numbers on that, but I want to say within the first week of doing this, I had five calls scheduled. Just that's it. Just putting it out there organically and them reading the guide. I got five calls scheduled and I think I had like 30 downloads. So that's actually a pretty good conversion rate, honestly. Uh, But using MailerLite, I can continue to send messages. So it's not like this is their one shot or this is your one shot to sell to them. No, they're on my list now. So like anyone who opted in is going to get my Black Friday deals. So maybe they'll buy a course. Uh, Maybe they'll take my course and then be put into another funnel where they want to work with me one-on-one. A lot of my one-on-one coaching clients are former course students because they kind of want to get to that next level. Okay, I've taken the course. Now what? Um, you know, they'll get sent value adding emails. So I'll let them know if I post something new, or even if I don't 
post something new, I'll just send them little tips and tricks. I've sent emails about conferences that I went to with kind of rundowns and and quick tips that I learned from conferences. So I will be establishing that no like trust factor is the key here. And every third email or so will have a call to action. It doesn't need to be huge. In fact, I don't recommend it's huge. It should be subtle, but it's like, hey, do you want 30 minutes with me? Book, book some free time with me. And that is what I call a discovery call. From there, you're going to want to sell. You have to sell. <laughs> That's how it works. So you'll get them on a discovery call or a breakthrough call is what I call them. And I like to just be flexible and let them ask questions, you know, understand them and their business. This is not, I don't, I don't call them sales calls because I think that they are truly discovery calls because I don't want to necessarily work with everybody either. And I don't mean that from a disrespectful, rude way. I mean that from, I don't know if I can truly serve every single person. I don't know if I'm, I'm the best coach for every single person. And at the end of the day, my, I say this all the time, you guys, my goal is to work with people who truly find value in me and who truly get a return on their investment. So if I, if somebody books a call with me and I'm like, you know what, they seem like they really uh, favor a style of communication that I'm not very good at. So I, you know, I'm not going to even really try to sell to them on this call. I'm just going to help them as best as I can. Or, uh, you know, they, they are that agency owner. If somebody happened to download this and book a call with me, who is an agency owner with six different locations and 50 different employees. And I don't really feel like I'm the best person suited to help them. So I won't sell to them. So I don't like to call them sales calls. I like to call them discovery calls. I schedule these for 30 minutes. Uh, I, I'm planning to shoot a video on the process, like the actual tech involved to get those scheduled, but it's pretty easy. I just use Acuity scheduling and I think that's it. Another option, I am like killing this pen. Like what am I doing? Um, Another option that you can do is do a webinar. I've done those before as well. I kind of want to get back on the webinar train a little bit more, but I'm going to be honest, there are a lot of work and again, a lot of stress for me. Now, again, it might be different for you. If you are that group coaching type person and you're more of an extrovert, maybe the webinar style might be even more comfortable for you. But for me, I am a lot better at the one-on-one stuff. I feel it's like a lot less pressure for me, but I was doing webinars every month. I was calling them lunch and learns and they're a great opportunity to basically deliver value. It's, it's essentially the same thing as a discovery call just on, on, you know, in mass essentially. So you put together some slides on a topic you want to educate people about and then have a call to action at the end. You know, maybe you give an offer, you give a, a little discount on your services, that kind of thing. And there you go. And you can do a combination of these two. And I do, you know, I'll do a webinar and then say from there, add a call to action. Hey, for a limited time, I'm booking free discovery calls. So go ahead and click the link down below. And that's the sell. So then the sell from the webinar is to get people on a call. And then I sell from there or vice versa. You know, I'll get people onto my list and then invite them to webinars. You know, whatever. The point is you want to be establishing the no like trust factor. You want to be moving them down the funnel. So those are the tools that I really use. I use MailerLite, I use Acuity Scheduling, and then I really deploy things across my different social channels, Facebook ads, Facebook group, uh, YouTube channel, podcast, all that good stuff. I talked about this briefly at the top of this episode as well about really understanding coaching and ideally having had coaching yourself. 
But I think that especially before you get on these calls or these webinars or, and whatnot, it's important to have an idea of what kind of objections you're going to get and not just have an idea of these objections so that you can shoot them down and, and, and have like a response to them, but so you can understand where your, where your potential clients are at too. Understand if it, you know, I know that, like I said, a lot of these folks are very early stages in their business and they might be really kind of terrified to invest $1,300 into something when they barely have $1,300 in their business account yet. So it's important for me to go into that, knowing that not to let that drag me down, because I do think that mindset is a whole other part of selling that is really, really important is to have the right mindset, not go into it with this defeatist attitude, no, like knowing that people are going to shoot you down because sometimes people will surprise you too, let me tell you. But it is important to understand where people are at so that you can make sure that you're speaking to those things and you know, reaffirming that investments are a part of business and talking. I tell my story often and and I have made it a point to let people know like, yes, I have been a side hustler. I've been a new business. I have been broke. I've been really broke. And I know what that feels like. And I know how much better I felt once I did make that investment and started to have a partner in my business to help really get things going for me. So again, though, like I said, the whole money, money mindset thing is a whole other, I could do a whole episode on that as well. But I do think it is really important to go into things knowing your value and not to have that kind of defeatist attitude. Because like I said, sometimes people will surprise you. I also always encourage people who are building their own coaching programs to sell in full when they can. I try my best to book my programs in full. And I get questions all the time on how I do that. And I honestly, I say that my coaching program is $1,300. You guys have heard that before. I said it throughout this episode because it is $1,300. However, if people, uh, you know, money is the one thing that they're really, that's their main objection, then I'll offer a payment plan. But I don't offer that first thing because I think when you're leading with sales, when you're leading with discounts, when you're leading with payment plans, it, it makes it about the money. I don't lead with that. I lead with the value. I lead with, hey, do you want a partner in your business? Do you want somebody to really help you along these kind of terrifying first steps when you're when you're first launching your business? Do you want somebody who knows how to run Facebook ads and can help train you on that instead of just going into it all on your own? I lead with that stuff. I don't lead with, oh, well, I can give you this discount and this payment plan and I can, you know, and when, when you break it up into the payment plan, it actually looks like a really small number and then you run into that whole the value idea, the value perception, is it really even worth anything if it's only a few hundred dollars a month? So I recommend really leading with the value before leading with discounts and sales and things like that. I actually don't discount my coaching program really very often. It won't be a part of that Black Friday sale. Uh, I, I discount my courses. I don't really discount my coaching programs. I did offer a small little discount for people who uh, join the mastermind, the group coaching program and want to do one-on-one now. I did offer that because I just felt like that was kind of fair. But beyond that, I don't really discount it too much. And I think, again, it just speaks to the perception that it is a high value product. It's an investment and it's worth it. So I think mindset is a huge part of of that. So I don't know. I, th- I think that's kind of it. I mean, that I did a really high level overview. I know that there's probably going to be some questions on this, but I do, you know, like I said, I've just been getting a ton of questions on how do you sell a coaching package? How do you structure this? How does it work? 
that kind of thing. So I, I genuinely hope that this was helpful for any of you looking to start your own coaching programs. And if you are one of those people and you are interested in chatting with me, again, you can download that social media management starter kit or you can just uh, slide into my DMs and I'm happy to hop on a complimentary call with you to see if we would be a fit to work together. And otherwise, I think that's all I got. Good luck to you guys. I hope that this was helpful. And uh, yeah, I will talk to you next week. Like I said, I'll probably just do a mini episode since it'll be Black Friday, but definitely stay tuned. Hop on that email list via my Facebook group or the starter kit if you would like to be notified of my Black Friday sales. And just in case you don't hear from me because you're busy with family and things like that, I hope you have a good holiday if you are celebrating. And if not, I hope you have a good rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in.